Hello and welcome to Treasures Beyond Jewels, an inspirational podcast inspired by my mother Angela and proudly supports the breast cancer community. My name is Tamika Bias and you are tuned in to episode number two. Before jumping into today's episode entitled 21 Lessons, I'd like to take this time and say thank you, thank you, thank you times a million to everyone who tuned into the very first episode of the TBJ podcast. Um, you guys, your love and your support and your feedback is so appreciated. Um, I was just overwhelmed like all week with emotions of just excitement and happiness and It just confirmed that I'm doing exactly what I should be doing as it relates to the Pink Treasures 98 brand. So again, thank you guys so much. Next, I'd like to shout out Miss Keita Wilkins. Miss Keita completed her last breast cancer treatment on July 17th. And she also allowed me to share her journey on the PT 98 Stories blog. So head over to PinkTreasures98.com to read her full journey. And don't forget to show her some love in the comment section. Um, to Miss Keita, I send you hugs and love and all of my support. Um, just as you enter into a new chapter of your life and just your your strength and your transparency will be so inspiring to women all over the world to live life despite breast cancer. Now, if you or someone you know wishes to share their journey on the Pink Treasures 98 Stories blog, simply DM your email address via Instagram or Facebook to at Pink Treasures 98, and I will send um, detailed instructions to you within 24 hours. In today's episode, I'll be sharing 21 lessons that I learned from my mom. Now, 21 represents the number of years since she has become my guardian angel. So let's be honest, you guys. As a child growing up, did you ever think to yourself, when I get out of my parents' house, I am doing absolutely nothing that they have told me to do as it relates to um, budgeting, cleaning, um, going to bed on time, uh, turning in or submitting assignments. Like I'm just going to live life freely. Like <laughs> all of this stuff that they are telling me means nothing because I'm not going to do any of it. And then you grow up and life smacks you in your face and you find yourself doing every single thing that you said you would not do, um, as an adult. Well, I thought it would be fun to come up with um, just a list of all of those life lessons that my mother taught me. And I'll be honest, I never in a million years thought that, you know, these lessons would be considered fun to me. Um, A fun fact about myself is that I was homeschooled as a child. And that simply means that I spent 24-7 with my mom. But at the same time, God knew exactly what he was doing because he knew that in me being homeschooled, I'd be able to spend um, an extensive amount of time with my mom and I'd be able to learn these lessons. And for me, 
is generational because as much as I hated doing these things as a child or I just looked at her like she was crazy, like, why are you doing that? Um, I know that it is things that I will share with my children. And because of the value of these lessons, I know that they will share it with their children and their children's children's children. And so lesson number one is to put God first. Um, my mother was definitely a woman of faith. And I remember maybe around the age of five or six, maybe seven, um, she really became serious about her faith. And she joined the church um, that I grew up in, and she was very active in the church. I mean, we went to church uh, Sunday morning, Sunday evening, Wednesday night Bible study. We had intercessory prayer. And that does not even include the moments where she went to the church and she would clean and she would go for vacation, summer vacation Bible school. And the list goes on and on and on. And I just remember thinking, when I grow up, you do not have to worry about me um, putting foot into anybody's church. Now, now as an adult, I will be honest and say I don't go as much as I did when I was a child. But I now realize the importance of, you know, having um, a church home. And even most importantly, I realize the importance of having a relationship with God. Um, when you put God first, everything else falls into place. And so that's definitely been um, a lesson that I've applied to my life. And again, one that I would definitely um, expose my children to. Um, number two is business. My mother was an entrepreneur. Um, she ran an in-home daycare, and that was in addition to homeschooling my brother and I. And I remember her going through the process of um, receiving her license. So she um, had shown me the business license um, once she received her official LLC. And then she went for the process of getting her stars. So if you are familiar with the daycare um, licensing process, you have on the scale of one to five stars. And I hope that I'm right because I know things change all the time, you know, with child care centers. But I know at that time you had on the scale of one to five stars with five being like top of the line, um, like education and, you know, like the best daycare. And so... I remember her going through the process. I honestly do not remember how many stars um, she achieved, but I remember her, you know, someone coming out and inspecting the house. And, you know, she made sure that she kept me in the loop of what she was doing. And I appreciate that because with every goal that she achieved, you know, she made sure that she shared it with me and she celebrated. And so now I just find that I do have an entrepreneur spirit. Um, I am interested in, just all components of business, you know, HR and marketing and the different types of businesses that you can establish. And so with Pink Treasures um, and even with the extension of the Treasures Beyond Joe's podcast, like for me, all of that is business and I take it very seriously. Um, number three is family. So my mother definitely was a family 
focused woman. Um, we had Sunday dinner every Sunday at the table. And even during the week, we would have dinner, you know, around the table as well. But it was something very special about that Sunday meal. Um, we also had family meetings um, where we would come together like once a week or once every other week. And we would just have a family discussion. And um, we would even do like hugs and kisses, you know, before we went to bed. And so those are memories that, you know, I keep forever. And again, I will do those with my future children. Um, number four was budgeting. Um, my mom understood the importance of uh, budgeting money and making sure we had what we needed. And I remember her going to the store and she would pur purchase um, or she purchased paper money and uh, coins and we would play store at the house. And so that was her way of teaching us, you know, the significant role of money and, you know, just how to identify your necessities. Uh, number five was peace. My mother was definitely big on peace. Her big, th her biggest thing was if it's going to disturb my peace, I want nothing to do with it. Um, if it doesn't bring me peace in that moment, or I know that it's going to cause chaos and confusion, I want no parts of it. And I am that way as well. I am not a confrontational person. You know, if I have to stand up for myself or speak up for myself, by all means, I will do it. But I'm not the type of person to to create chaos and confusion. That's just not my personality. Like if I'm able to um, diffuse a situation or identify a solution, you know, I always try and just be the peacemaker in the situation. Um, number six is she was definitely a good friend and she taught me the importance of surrounding yourself with good people who were, um, who would be your friend, just no matter what your situation was, you know, good or bad, up or down. She was very giving. So she would bake cakes and she would invite people over for dinner and even when she would bake these cakes, it would just be sporadic and she would just give it away. Um, she would take special requests from her friends, like if they requested a dish or something like that, you know, she would cook for them. And I remember her spending hours on the phone, you know, giving advice and feedback. And that's just the type of person she was. And even now, I don't have many friends, but I definitely value the relationships that I have because, you know, of course our family, we're born into our families, but we choose our friends. And so it's important to me that, you know, whoever I surround myself, it's important that the people I surround myself with, um, that they, that I can be myself around them and also that they have my best interests at heart, but at the same time that I can be a good friend to them. Uh, number six is to be a lady. So my mom, she, <laughs> on Sundays in church, she made sure that she disciplined me, you know, cross your legs, bend at the knee, chew with your mouth closed. So, and even, you know, being at home all day, she made sure that she corrected me, you know, 
um, keep your hair done, wash your face, you know, just those little hygiene things that, you know, it's like that, that learning process where you have to brush your teeth properly and make sure you're washing your face. But she made sure that she was a good example to me in taking care of herself and presenting herself as a lady so that I would have those um, those lessons to apply once I became um, an adult. Number eight is travel. Um, if you read my story, my mother's full story on my website, I shared that we did not have a lot of money. So my mom made, you know, she got very creative um, to make sure that we had the opportunity to venture away from home. And I remember White Lake being one of the places we would travel during the summer. And now I find myself, any opportunity that I can pack a bag and fly away, drive away, I'm there. Like I never pass up on the opportunity to experience life away from home. Um, I always say there's so much more to the world, you know, outside of your comfort zone. And so I'm just eager to, you know, just explore the world. Number nine is health. My mom was very serious about getting her three to four weeks in, um, excuse me, her three to four workouts in during the week. And she would aim for like 30 to 45 minutes. And I find myself now, like I'll just walk my neighborhood just for 30, 45 minutes. I will, YouTube is my friend. Like I will pull out my phone and I'll do a 30 to 45 minute workout, you know, in my personal space at home. But she, again, made sure that she was physically active, you know, um, that was important to her. And we would ride our ba- ride our bikes when she would go for her walks. So again, it wasn't like she's just doing it, but she would do it and make us do it too. And it's like, this is what you need to be doing. You need to get out of the house, you know, get some fresh air. Number 10 was cooking. My mom loved to cook. She would clip recipes from magazines like in the doctor's office. Um, And she did it the old school way where she would have the recipe laying out. And by the time she was done, it was flour and stains all over the recipe. But um, whatever the end result was, Whatever the end result was with the preparation of the meal, it was always wonderful. And so now I find myself um, pinning recipes on Pinterest and I'll sometimes print off a hard copy. But I love trying uh, just new meals, you know, to step outside of my same options, should I say. But just trying different foods and recipes. I love it. Number 11, my mom was very forgiving. Um, I even remember one time hearing her. It was a real simple prayer. We were at home and she said something along the lines of anyone who I've done wrong, you know, I hope that they forgive me. And in return, anyone who has done wrong to me, I forgive them. And we have to understand that forgiveness is not for the other person. It's for ourselves. You know, you have to be able to release um, things that occur with other people. I mean, we have to understand that they t- that they too are human. 
And so they do things not always on purpose. And so you have to be forgiving. Number 12 is braiding. So while this may seem very like, okay, what's the point in braiding? Braiding is how I made money in high school. Um, I remember neighborhood friends and classmates would come and they would say, can you cornrow my hair? And I was like, absolutely, for a small fee. And I remember um, she and I, we sat down and she used a Barbie doll. And she showed me how to cornrow and how to do plaits. And of course, I wasn't old enough to work in high school. And so that was how I would make a few dollars over the summer. And during the school years, I would braid people's hair. Um, Number 13 is gardening. So we had a backyard garden. And it was, I don't know, I kind of had mixed feelings. Because I was like, why do we have cucumbers and tomatoes in the backyard? You know, why are we making, um, (laughs) why do we have watermelon and you know, she was excited. I mean, she would go pluck them out of the garden and put them in the windowsill and let them get ripe. And while I kind of gave her the side eye, I was still watching her. And so now I find myself wanting to go to the farmer's market. Like that's like my therapy, especially during um the summer months. Like when I have more free time during the weekend, like I would just ride to the farmer's market and I'll have my um, my little boxes and my bags and I'll go and get fresh produce. And for me, that's just a, a healthy outlet. Like I just enjoy doing it. And um, so I think the gardening, like I said, that is definitely a connection with my love for the farmer's market. Number 14 is praying. Again, that kind of goes back to point number one. So I won't elaborate too much, but I do find myself praying. Like it doesn't have to be very formal. You know, it's not like I'm on my knees uh, with my eyes closed at the side of my bed, but just throughout my day, you know, especially during those moments of frustration or if it's something that happens that I don't understand, I'll just say a simple prayer and I'll seek peace about it and move on number 15 is journaling so I remember my mom having just the traditional notebook and she would write everything like she would have her quiet time and I would witness her like you know off in the corner writing and just kind of scribbling things down and I would say for me journaling was my therapy after she passed away Um, I remember having notebooks that were supposed to be for school and I would just scribble and write and doodle in the journal and just, it started as uh, doodling and scribbling, but it ended up me, it ended with me like writing poems and um, how I felt that day, how my day went. And then once I went off to college, I really started to write. And I have tons of old journals now. And sometimes I'll pull out old journals and just kind of see where I was um, emotionally, like back in 2010 or um, 2015. You know, I'll just reminisce and just look back at those old writings. So I love even to this day, I have tons of journals. So I have a journal for 
my business. I have a journal for everyday happenings. Um, I now recently I have a journal for because I I read one book a month, and so I use that journal to record um, just my personal thoughts about the book, and that was um, given to me by my best friend who knows that I absolutely love journaling. And so, yeah, that's important to me. And again, that is considered my therapy and my healthy outlet when I'm having a bad day. And even when I'm having a good day, I'll still write. Number 16 is not my favorite at all, but it is cleaning. We were (laughs) that home that had chores and we had like a chore list where you knew exactly what you were supposed to be doing um, each day and there was no excuse. And if you didn't do it right the first time, you had to go back and do it again until you got it right. Um, Number 17 was eliminate um, or is eliminate negativity. Again, my mom was not a negative person. She always um, spoke positive and try to identify the positive in every situation. Um, She definitely believed that your words have power. So when you would say things like, you know, this is hard or I can't do this, she made sure she corrected us in that moment. Um, Again, positivity was the focus. Number 18 is strength. Um, I want to say once my mom became ill, that for me was the true definition of strength because she still continued with her with her daily routine as far as keeping up with the daycare and um, homeschooling myself. By this time, my brother had went back to public school, but I was still being homeschooled. And, um, you know, she, we still kept, you know, with the same routine, you know, she did her best to cook for us and, you know, cleaning. And of course we had to step it up because we had to help her out. Um, especially once she started treatment, but she made sure that she remained strong, um, to still enjoy life despite the treatment process. Number 19 is that she was creative. Um, She would come up with just little fun, corny things that we would do as a family. And even with it, you know, within the daycare, I remember during one summer or toward the end of the school year, we had our version of um, field day. So You know, of course, in public school or any school setting, you have field day where you come together and you play games and you just have fun. And so she I remember her like having some eggs and we did like a relay race. And of course, who can get from one end to the next with the egg not breaking? Um, We would also go on field trips to the zoo, um, to the local aquarium. And she just did whatever she could, you know, to make sure we didn't feel as though we were missing out because we were not in public school. Number 20 is that my mother was very resourceful. Um, she would take trips to the library and, 
you know, try and connect with local homeschooling groups. Um, again, this was important for the social experience, you know, because again, we were in homeschool. We didn't, there were no neighborhood kids home during the day, during the daytime. And so she wanted to make sure we were getting out and socializing. And so she just became resourceful um, in identifying um, activities and groups that we could be a part of. And last but not least, number 21, uh, my mother taught or no, I don't even want to say taught. She showed me through her actions how to love you know it didn't matter if I was not responding the way that she wanted me to or um, that I was disobeying her but she always was very loving and caring and like I said just in reflecting on all of the lessons here that was her way of loving me and just preparing me for life without her even though at that time you know prior to her becoming ill that wasn't you know nobody lives life lives life knowing um hey I'm gonna get ill at the age of 29 or at the age of 30 um but at the same time I just really feel that or I know that God knew what the future held and so again all of the lessons that she taught me it was done in pure love so that concludes um today's episode 21 lessons i hope that you have enjoyed i hope that there's something that you can take away um if you wish to connect with me uh, via social media you can find me on instagram um, and Facebook by searching at Pink Treasures 98. Until next time, guys, be blessed.